Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is the top of the week. We are verging into autumn, the great fall. Uh, and it, it is honestly great. It's like our favorite time of the year. But the news keeps coming. Uh, and you will be surprised, we hope, by some of the things we found today. Now, obviously, there are a lot of stories in the West that are uh, rightly taking up a lot of national attention, the ongoing scandal at Mar-a-Lago, the ongoing war in Ukraine. But the point of our weekly strange news segment is to establish that a lot of other stuff is happening all the yeah. time. and. It just doesn't get reported. Animals are taking over cities again like they did in the pandemic. We talked about that. Remember, uh, there are, of course, turkeys are still jerks. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in space. Real stuff, not weird sci-fi stuff. People are having uh, rocky romances with holograms. Uh, and nowadays, you can't even trust turtles. Maybe we start oh, there. What happened? I mean, to be fair... You guys remember that whole, I think it was pretty much debunked, that notion that during the pandemic, the height of lockdown, because like people weren't driving as much, there was like less pollution, and all of a sudden, like the, the whales and the dolphins were returning, you know, to the shores of our fair lands, you know? This idea there was some sort of like, nature is curing itself. You know, uh, this is like a natural reset. Things you know? were less bad, but you're right. Yeah. It's, it was it yeah. was exaggerated. There were animals really like was. going into townships pretty frequently, but um, that's true. But nature operates on such a slow scale; you would need more than a temporary pause. Yeah, and you know, turtles kind of have a bad rap of being maybe not bad. Uh, a rap of being slow as well. You know, the whole the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady wins the race, and all of that. Um, 
Never really thought of turtles other, other than the snapping variety or uh, what is it, Toko and Razor, Toki and Ray, Razor from uh, mm. Teenage Mutant Turtles 2, yep. The Secret of the Ooze. Mm. That was a pretty scary turtle. I think he was oozed from a, a snapper. Um, never really thought of them as being particularly aggressive or they're you know, terrible. Terrifying. As, yeah, I, they, I, like, I love animals and they are monstrous. Nasty, I've, nasty I've little, little, tangled little buggers. Several times, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know. Really, we've <laughs> tangled with the the turtles. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Were you wearing that hat at the time? Because I want to see that footage. <laughs> we don't talk about the hat. The hat oh, sorry, sorry. Yep. Okay. It's just for us. <laughs> okay. okay. No, leave it. It's just for us. <laughs> we're no, just not addressing it. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're, we have to use your imagination. Uh, anyway, yeah, but it tur- turns out turtles are real, real cranks. Uh, and some of them, at least this one particular turtle, in the uh, beautiful crystal blue ocean waters of the uh, the Guzilaba Resort in Antalya, which I believe is in Turkey, um, it's, it's taking on some real Jaws-type vibes. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 uh, a Russian pensioner uh, named Lydia Bazar. Uh, Zarova, 64, um, was apparently nearly dragged to a watery grave by this turtle um, who we're going to call uh, Beak. Okay, we got Jaws for the Ooh. shark. This turtle Ooh. is Beak. And, and it's, it's not a, a less, yeah. snapping turtle. And before this lady no. sounds silly, it's a really big turtle, too. It's folks. big. Big old, like, like Galapagosian. Oh, I like that word. Type of, type of beast. Um, but yeah, so this woman was having a nice swim in said crystal blue waters of the resort and uh, all of a sudden was was grabbed by the leg and, and, and bitten about the hips, legs, buttocks and fingers and dragged. You know, she says, I wasn't expecting anything. I was really close to shore some three or four meters when I just turned onto my back and lay like this. Uh, then something grabbed my backside. It was really scary. I didn't know what it was that suddenly grabbed me. Um, I was beating about the water with my arms. I was drowning. This is so, total Spielbergian territory here. The creature let me go only to grab me with an even stronger bite. I don't know how long it lasted. And uh, yeah, it, apparently the theory is um, that she was attacked by a Coretta Coretta. So nice, they named it twice. Or, you know, the opposite of nice, really. Uh, it is a carnivorous sea turtle. Uh, one of your favorite words, Ben, loggerhead, a loggerhead sea turtle, which can also refer to uh, being obstinate or when two people can't come to terms with something, you're at loggerheads. I wonder if that has anything to do with the cantankerous nature of this uh, particular breed of turtle. Um, they can be as heavy as a cow. Uh, and this reporting comes from the metro.co.uk uh, by uh, CN Elvin. Giant turtle tried to drag tourist underwater and attacked her at Holiday Resort. Ooh, that's a, that's a doozy of a headline there. Pictures here of the bruises. I mean, serious, serious, nasty business. Um, thankfully, uh, some, uh, a kindly uh, passerby uh, came to Lydia's rescue. Um, a lifeguard named Mustafa Sari rushed in and presumably, you know, beat the turtle off. Uh, it says he rushed to me and started to yell at the creature. Uh, I guess it switched attention to the rescuer. Um, and eventually it just decided, eh, lived to fight another day and then mm. crawled back into the sea. She raced toward the shore. She said only to find that her rescuer, uh, his arm was broken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, you know, this, this turtle really caused some havoc. Uh, I was fighting my pain, she said, and my fear. Um, she described it as being absolutely awful, and the bruises are serious. She goes on to say, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to get back in the sea again. And apparently it was, it was you know, bruised so badly around her backside that she described it that she's not able to sit down for, for some time. Um, but here's the thing. Is this an isolated incident? Apparently not. A uh, Turkish professor, um, expert of, of turtleology, uh, one would presume, uh, Professor Mehmet uh, Gokoglu, uh, said that turtles, if they feel threatened, um, will in fact attack if, if they feel that humans are threatening or invading their, their living space. So, yeah, I guess this is just nature fi- fighting back and saying, get off my lawn, you, you tourists. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. apparently there are numerous cases of, of bites being, you know, happening in these shallow waters every year. Um, 
And according to reports, there have been 11 separate turtle attacks in the area over the past two years. But yet somehow the mayor won't close the beach because, you know, it's the, it's the, they got to get sweet, sweet tourism buck. And it's, it's, a, it's, right, it's a Jaws reference. Um, but um, crazy, right? You want to tell us about your, your tango with the, with the turtle? Well, these were different sorts of turtles, and it was completely my fault. Uh, the alligator snapping turtle, which is, look, a lot of turtles are docile, as any any expert will point out. Turtles don't usually go looking for a fight. Uh, they will react if you are in their space, like our expert said, if you're uh, swimming unknowingly toward them, or maybe in my case, you're walking through a shallow part of a creek where the turtle is just chilling. Because from the turtle's opinion, and this goes for many wild animals outside of apex predators, from the turtle's perspective, it's sitting in its apartment and you're a giant busting into its house. You know what I mean? So it's possible that um, in this case, with the Coretta Coretta, our swimmer was just swimming by and accidentally went into its apartment for a comparison. Mm, that's right. Home invader. They're, they're usually docile. They're not going to, like, if an animal seeks you out to kill you, however that happens, it's probably not going to be a turtle. But there is a scary story about a tiger in Siberia. God, those things are impressive. So smart, Dude. too. A, a commenter on this, uh, this, this post made a really good point, uh, saying it seems the turtle was weekend slash very old. Uh, this woman was lucky she only got away with bruises. Their beaks are enormously strong. I've seen them snapping large crabs in half as if it were a chicken egg. The fingers would be bitten off with no effort at all. Um, so that's something to consider there, too. Mm. Did you guys Ooh. hear about... I saw this, oh, I, I'm ashamed to say it. I saw this on an Instagram reel, guys. But there was Class, a, are you ashamed to say that? This is where we get the news. This is, what we've, this is what we've evolved to. Um, I remember seeing this short video of a tiny little tortoise about the size of a foot, like a size 12 shoe. Um, a tortoise, though, that was really angry at black shoes. And what it would do is anytime anyone wore black shoes near it, it would put its, it would put its head back into its shell and headbutt, like, vis like viciously headbutt the black wow. shoe in front of it to attack it. But then if you put a gray shoe or a white shoe or any other colored shoe Ooh. in front of it, it was fine. But as soon as the black shoe showed up, it went into attack mode and would just like, pow, pow, pow. What about other black objects? Like, uh, yeah, I bet it was racist turtle. No, I, I don't know what the situation is. All I know is that the turtle doesn't like dark, like really dark things in front of it. Almost like maybe it, it's some kind of fear mechanism that gets triggered. But okay. fascinating stuff. You can read about it. The turtle's name, uh, I just found it on, it looks like mirror.co.uk. The tortoise's name is Tommy Shelby. After the I Peaky like Blinders. To, <laughs> to, to redeem tortoises and turtles, uh, which are different, uh, because we have, we're giving you some cases of when, <laughs> when turtle time goes wrong, uh, I would like to shout out the tragic story of the world's oldest tortoise, whose name is Jonathan. Jonathan is like more than 180 years old. He's around 185 years old, maybe 186. I can't remember. Uh, he is the oldest living tortoise, and he's one of the oldest living animals on land, I'm sure. Uh, he has not reproduced because Jonathan is not into female tortoises. Whoa, that's so progressive for the yeah. animal kingdom. Uh, yeah. If you want a quick read on it, Gabe Pilati, Pilati over at allthatsinteresting.com notes. I, I think this article does a good job of noting that it's probably a little hyperbolic to say Jonathan is, quote unquote, uh, attracted to the same sex. Uh, they actually, scientists ha can have a tough time figuring out the sex of a tortoise. Which I didn't know. So don't thank they have you like a cloaca? Don't they have some kind of one of those like dual purpose sex organs? They have to either do a DNA test to figure out the sex of Jonathan's type of tortoise, a Seychelles giant tortoise. Uh, they either 
do a DNA test or they have to look at very small differences in the shape and size of the shell. Also, next time you're around a turtle, they can feel stuff on their shell. Like if you tap on their shell or really? someone cuts their shell, yeah, they, they have the nervous system such that they can feel it. So be nice to turtles. If you see one, you know, I know like many outdoorsy kids, uh, I also would adopt them, put them in a shoebox, you know, mm-hmm. try to raise them, have some turtle friends. T-N-M-T had a big effect on that. But, oh, a million percent. Uh, yeah, but really just leave them alone. You know, they got enough going on. You know, um, I, I may have mentioned this before, but, but I think it's, it's, it's appropriate here. Some radioactive cleanup sites mm-hmm. uh, in the United States, they call them Superfund sites, you know, they actually use the wildlife around there to track the progress of, of the radioactive cleanup. Um, so they will actually tag these, these turtles uh, and so they can find them and then they'll go collect them and bring them back to the lab and like, you know, run their little clickety-click meter things on them, um, mm-hmm. Geiger counters or whatever, and do other tests and then uh, get a sense of, you know, because they're living in that environment of, of how the cleanup is going. I always thought that was pretty interesting. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if any of those scientists have gotten snapped. Um, certainly possible. But uh, we teased something else. Uh, no, yeah, I yeah. think you'll love the setup for Just, this. We got to set you up. Uh, so turtles, not, not bad. Turtles are not bad dudes. Uh, And you also would be angry if someone came into your apartment unannounced. However, there's a funny story here. When we were previously on a a tour and we're doing live shows, we happened by Boston. Boston is a very, let's call it, specific city set in its ways and its opinions. And it's often a divided city, save for one thing. Everybody we met in Boston, literally everyone Hated turkeys. Yeah, there's some uh, some terrorist uh, SOBs, these turkeys. Um, you know, I've made no secret about the fact that I have a bit of a light phobia when it comes to birds. And turkeys just tick all the boxes, man. They're super unpredictable. They'll, they'll just, like, you know, freak out, start flapping at you. They've got these terrifying, weird, you know, uh, macabre, just, like, dangly red bits. They're, they're weird little scrunchy blue faces bother me. Um, they're fanned out tails, you know. They're like peacocks, but, like, not beautiful. Okay, maybe there's people out there that be like, what? No, the, tur- the majestic turkey is, is... Okay, whatever, you know, that's People fine. like Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> Have yeah. that opinion. Stop it, Matt. Stop it. You think I don't see what you're doing? Stop that. <laughs> Stop that right so, now. So turkeys do apparently in Boston actively, they will actively try to punk people on the streets totally. and they will fall out of trees and they'll get mad at you if you're walking by just because you saw them. You saw how clumsy they were and they're embarrassed and they're angry. Yeah. An unrelated bird uh, case on my, way, on my way back from the doctor's office this morning. I saw a family of geese uh, crossing the road, single file, uh, totally irrelevant to any of this, but I just thought that was funny. It didn't freak me out because I was safe in my car. I felt like I was on safari or like driving through Jurassic Park before the power went out. Um, so I felt relatively safe uh, behind the uh, the metal and glass of my car. But I would not have felt safe uh, if a turkey fell out of a tree on me and just started like going at me with his creepy little claws and, and beaks. Uh, and that's exactly what happened to a man um, in, let's see, where is this? In British Columbia, in Canada, a gang of turkeys. Like, were they carrying switchblades? You know, what are we talking here? A gang of turkeys attacks British Columbia man on July 28th. This is a little while ago, um, but still uh, absolutely worth worth mentioning. Um, bit off his finger and broke both of his hips. In addition to, you know, doling out severe, you know, multiple severe lacerations. Um and police to this line in this uh, this piece from the Alder Grove Star um, by Jacqueline uh, Gellano uh, says, police were told that the birds in question have already been scheduled to receive the death penalty for their crimes, according to a Sergeant uh, Barry Kennedy. Uh, it is not known if implicated turkeys will be served at, at Thanksgiving dinner. That was really cute, cute writing there. But yeah, man, can you imagine what the chaos It'd be like one of those things in a cartoon where you get dragged into the dust cloud and then you kind of claw your way out and the turkey grabs you and pulls you back in. Broken hips? No, thank you. I would never be able to, to 
to go outside again if this happens to me. I would be. This is me now, guys. This is where I live. You know, just on my on my, on my computer, become a total shut in, like one of those one of those Japanese super gamer shut ins. I'd be like one of those guys, just like chip crumbs everywhere. It would wreck me psychologically. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little just a little bonus. Uh, funny because the first story was from Turkey, and this story is about uh, a turkey in Canada. Um, guys, am I say. am I crazy and and in my own? Or I don't know. Or just being arrogant and thinking I could take a couple turkeys. Like no, we, 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 the, the totally number. Do it. I feel like you could do that, right? Like windmill at them, couple kicks. Kick no, I mean just kicks. like don't I back don't down. Don't back down. Yeah. They're cowards. They're cowardly. <laughs> wow. And most people just haven't fought wild animals. To be honest with you. But again, but the number the number is unclear, Matt. I mean, you're talking about a couple of turkeys, sure. You know, yeah. just thankfully you're not uh, afflicted with my with my <laughs> condition because uh, I would be psyched out so hard that I would just, you know, I don't know what I would do. Um, but I might go into fight or flight mode or, fl- or fight rather mode, and I might, I might dole out some kicks, try to hold my own. Uh, you're you're right though; they are low to the ground. Think about that. How they even get to his hips? They had, had to be some hopping, you know, some some medium. They can't really fly, but they can kind of waggle at you i don't know how they would have gotten to the hips must have been a short man uh, but yeah unclear how many we're talking but the the term gang was thrown around i'm just picturing they're wearing leather jackets and just striking a threatening pose and demanding the man's wallet before brutally beating him possibly probably not though they were probably just a bunch of turkeys and it was a lot and scary yeah. and i i don't know it doesn't say how old the man was but if you slip and fall and you're you know Above a certain age, I imagine breaking your hips is probably much more of a danger. So I'm assuming that something like that may have happened. I'm picturing but that it as doesn't well. Say. Yeah, also, hence, maybe his ability to not be able to fight back quite as effectively. Perhaps he was infirmed. Anyway, lots to consider. Not a lot of detail around the story, but um, yeah, so there you go. A little two for uh, animal, reverse animal cruelty. Um, in, in this one. So we got another cool animal story coming up in a bit. But for now, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. 
Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we have returned. Uh, I'm bringing a couple of stories here because I wanted to present a transition. And as people know, I historically have a terrible time picking just one story because so much stuff is happening. I'd like to hearken back to the earlier statements uh, I made regarding animals overrunning small towns during the pandemic. What is occurring now in a a very small area in Australia could rightfully be called a revolution. Throw a groan in there, Doc. I'm not proud of that one either. A kangaroo revolution. I want to introduce. I thought you. uh, I thought you meant like a you know a sauce a base of a sauce you would make a revolution. I really thought (laughs) that's where we're going. Oh, save that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No, we're gonna we're gonna work that one in at some point. So watch us do that 10 years later. We go, ha ha, revolution. Um, yeah, so here's what, here's what surprised me. A lot of this is coming from news.com.au. Uh, recently, a tiny town in Queensland found itself fighting off a horde of kangaroos who were turkey-level aggressive, the animal, not the country. And they don't know how many kangaroos are actually part of this revolution. Uh, this town, Maroom, Australian friends, uh, forgive my mispronunciation, that's M-A-A-R-O-O-M, is just south of a place called Hervey Bay, and it is really small. It's only home to about 219 people. They are outnumbered by the kangaroos now. The recent development has led to people walking outside to their front yard and seeing 19 or so kangaroos hanging out, waiting to fight them. Uh, And if you mow your yard, there will be fewer kangaroos there. But if you don't mow regular as clockwork, then the kangaroos consider it theirs turf. One town local, a guy named Mark Sidaway, Mark, I really want to meet you. uh, He pointed out that the kangaroo population had ballooned due to environmental conditions. Just like if you live in an area where there are a lot of antelope or maybe deer or moose, then you know that their population can swell given the right conditions. That's what happened in Australia uh, recently. There was this huge amount of torrential rain over the last few years. They had La Nina and the grass just kept growing, which meant kangaroos were eating more. Kangaroos are interesting animals for a number of reasons. But one of the fascinating things about the kangaroo is that it can pause its uh, pregnancy. It can pause its reproductive cycle and wait until conditions are right to create offspring. And conditions were right. Mark said, they've multiplied because we have provided a sizzler smorgasbord for them. Two things to know there. Apparently, one, there are sizzlers in Australia. Question number one for all of us. And <laughs> also That's, one uh, outback, apparently, right? Isn't one outback in, in like Sydney yeah, as a goof. Yeah. But just to understand the reference, though, a sizzler or a Western sizzler, it, sizzlers are yeah, they, they buffets, it, they, right? They, they, made to order steak bar, steak buffet. 
So yeah, okay. they've got like a salad bar, they've got sides and stuff, but then you go to this, you know, like at a hotel kind of, where they cut the primer before you, this one, they actually pick your steak and then they cook it for you. They have like the stations, right? That's right. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I love, I, you know, uh, they're not considered fine dining here in the United States, but I used to love the place, like the uh, Pepsi to Sizzler's Coke would be Ryan's Steakhouse. Ryan's Family yeah. Steakhouse? <laughs> yeah. Or then there's, Look, uh, that is the one buffet. of my favorite places on earth. Every Dude, let's go. Sunday after church, yeah. Ryan's Family Steakhouse. Boom. It's the you gotta best. Gotta love those after church meals. It's like, here is your reward yeah. for sitting still while this person mm-hmm. lectured you for an mm-hmm. hour and a half. We, we, we used to go to a place called the Old Country Buffet, and old was spelled mm-hmm. like like the days of old with an E right. at the end. Didn't make any sense. Didn't really go with it. But um, by the way, Sizzler, go to their website. They're going through some pretty yeah. epic rebranding. They're doing this there whole are. county fair offerings. Mm-hmm. They're like Maybe fried, they'll start serving yeah. kangaroo. Funnel to, cakes and uh, yeah. weird seasoned fruit. It's very Sh- odd. I would go to their kangaroo station. I like buffet restaurants that have stations. It feels organized. Maybe that's is a little kangaroo bit meat militant. on the table. In, in, Can- in, in, kangaroo uh, meat is a thing you can eat. I've eaten it yeah, I mean, multiple times. Is is it frowned upon? Is, is, no. is it's no, it's not. I didn't think so. No, it's not. It's not controversial to eat it uh, for uh, more so than any other animal uh the consumption of any other animal flesh might be but back to the story there are quite a few attacks with kangaroos in queensland and they're often when uh they often occur with a human tangling with a male kangaroo that is being territorial or that might have a mating display in this little town of maroon they have seen 60 to 80 different kangaroos on any given day and they're mystified because the local forest in this area cannot sustain the amount of kangaroos so they have to go into town to eat the way that you would drive to a sizzler i brought it back (laughs) the other thing is that some people are trying to feed the kangaroos but that's just emboldening the kangaroos uh i i I'm keeping an eye on this because I think kangaroos are a fascinating animal, and it's a nice segue. Uh, Those kangaroos, by the way, are also trying to mate, reproduce, live their lives, and they have to do it roo to roo, the same way that humans have had to have uh, biological, physical, romantic relationships for quite some time until it all changed. That's right. Segue. Segue in the segment to uh, a sad story that I think sets us up for the future. You guys know about holograms. Yeah. You know, like the ABBA holograms or mm-hmm. the Tupac the holograms. Or, yeah. 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 Or holograms. the holograms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Underrated show, at least from my memory. Nobody ruined that for me. <laughs> so there's it's pretty good. There's, there's a sad story that I ran across that needs to be told. And it concerns a man named Akihiko Kondo. Four years ago, Kondo got married to the woman of his dreams. Her name, Asune Miko. She was oh, a hologram. The vocaloid. Yeah. Singer. The voice library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh, and it was uh, using a voice synthesizer software. This was the first virtual singer, as you pointed out. But he recently became a widower. At the young age of 35, not because of irreconcilable differences between the personalities involved, but because the software stopped updating. The company that created and maintained the software canceled their service in March of 2020. And uh, this poor guy, Kondo, was recovering from this, but it took a long time. This was, you know, from his perspective the love of his life and he has not been able to interact with or talk to uh, his spouse, what he sees as his spouse. And the, this story gets a little creepy because a hologram 16 years old when they get married, uh, they had a big wedding in Tokyo, 40 guests. And there is actually, there are actually a couple of terms for what this is. The motivation the psychological motivation for this is something called fictisexuality or fictophilia. It describes the inclination of sexual or loving attraction toward 
characters or people that do not exist. So bridging the gap between the real and the imagined. The reason I wanted to bring this story today is because it's easy for us to laugh at it, right? There are a few of us who are probably chuckling and you say, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad. You didn't lose a human spouse, dude, right? Or you can always recover the software or make some new version of it. But for him, it will not be the same, you know? Uh, and I, I think this is an excellent opportunity for us to talk a few minutes about whether this is a fluke, whether this is a harbinger, not our pal Jordan, but a, an actual harbinger of things to come. And my question for those of us listening along today, fellow conspiracy realist, in the future, would you ever consider a long-term romantic relationship with a computer, with a piece of software, with a hologram? Uh, if so, and if you got a hot take about it, just hit me on Twitter, Bimble and HSW. Uh, but for now, I want to hear what Matt and Noel have to say. Well, um, I'm a big fan of cuddles, and I'm just skeptical in how, well, you know, maybe there's going to be some kind of Cuddletron 9000 that becomes compatible with, you know, I software programs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that would work, but if, if that wasn't, if that didn't exist, then I'm not into it. I'm a big fan of, uh, of gentle caresses you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll give them out as much as i'll receive them but i sure like receiving them uh but my girlfriend i love her to death she can only do those for about two minutes at a time uh so i, w- I would love to i would love to have a separate side relationship with a machine <laughs> that can just do infinite gentle caresses <laughs> um <laughs> if that's on the table, you know, I'd be totally open about it. It wouldn't be, but look, I mean, th- we, we already have so many relationships with machines. I mean, not mm. to overstate the case, but sort of the idea of like, d- does the metaverse only exist if it's virtual reality? I think that's the point that Facebook and meta are kind of missing. It's like the metaverse is the internet. We already have a metaverse. We already have like things like Fortnite and, uh, and, and Roblox mm. and, and Minecraft, you know, virtual mm. environments. So how is a relationship with, say, I don't know, just a video game, you know, or, or anything that you are uh, interacting with m- that much different. Wow. Than, or a body um, pillow. Shout out to James Franco in 30 Rock. That was Hugely an amazing popular. episode. In uh, Japan as well. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what, was that, what was that line? Then why is this pillow here? What? What? Why is this table <sighs> here? Why is this chair here? Exactly. Because they are right. objects. Wireless. They are here yeah. to serve us. They are here to serve us. do not love them. <laughs> There's such a sad line in this article. I'm sure you saw this as well, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on CBR.com by Michael yes. Lacerna. Uh-huh. Um, it just the image here. It's like the it's like the last shot of a Black Mirror episode. It says the thing is still around. It just can't talk anymore. The AI right. part is what lost the uh, lost the um, support. So yeah. it says while the projection of Miku can no longer respond to his voice, Kondo says he has continued to talk to it and eats mm. his meals with the now silent virtual character facing him. Yeah, yeah. You, I was just about to get to that. There, This is a device. Uh, the, the foundation of this is device that's called Gatebox, all one word. It's about $1,300 US, and it allows the user, the owner, to interact with holographic fictional characters and have something that feels like a chat. Although this is not as advanced as Lambda. To be honest, the next step is getting something like this with something like Lambda. And the step after that is allowing it uh, some sort of physical form, right? Tangible form. I mean, would this uh, have like a series of canned responses kind of or or could it adapt? Like, I'm just wondering what level of AI we're talking here. The level of AI, we're not super clear on the sophistication on how close it can come to mimicking a conversation. You know what I mean? Uh, Unlike Lambda, if you asked Miku what her thoughts were on life and the nature of existence, uh, you probably wouldn't have as in-depth an answer as Lambda. But, you know, you could say that about the comparison between almost any two human beings. They're going to have, they're going to have different uh, levels of importance that they assign to philosophical questions. Uh, I also don't think we should necessarily judge people 
who are experiencing this. I mean, the world for billions of people is ending every day and it's a very lonely place. Some of some of our friends in the audience today may be going through some emotional uh, turmoil. To me, the black mirror aspect of this is that society is approaching a time where it will be possible to reproduce some version of your loved one's mind after they have passed beyond the mortal coil. And to me, that seems incredibly dangerous. Uh, just the power of grief is such a compulsion, you know, beyond words. Um, I don't know if I could do it. I, we've all, the Bleacher song was right. Everybody's lost somebody, right? But would you want to live in a world where that person could come back? You know, you never had to lose your grandmother, your spouse, your child. You would have a hologram. Their activity on social media had been uh, analyzed along with their emails, all their other digital footprints, such that it could create a reasonable impression of them to talk to you from beyond the grave. To me, that that's really disturbing. But to some people, that would help them process their grief. What do you guys think? I, well, like I, yeah. I think it could help you process grief. It's just... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's a slippery slope, dude. Really, you know what I mean? Like, it's a way of like never letting go. It's a way of never moving on. Yeah, that's what I would worry about getting trapped, right? Um, in the in an illusion of something that is that you're you're feeling a lot of grief about and you're sad about constantly. I was looking at the Gatebox website as we've been talking here. I didn't yeah. know that they're unveiling a new one, or they did last year. That is human sized, like a very mm -hmm. large version of the same small kind of Alexa sized one mm -hmm. that the person in, that we're talking about today had they're offering new ones that are human sized. And you just imagine putting that image of, you know, a loved one who's lost inside that box that you then get to interact with. And as you're saying, processing with that person, it could be incredible, but it could also, I don't know something about, uh, there's something unknown can, or unseen when you begin right. that process, you know? And then maybe it, it halts one's psychological progress. I want to shout out Ben Dooley and Hisako Ueno uh, over at the New York Times who wrote an excellent article about these related questions that come up. Uh, I also want to thank uh, the good folks over at Futurism, uh, especially Victor Tangerman, who wrote an excellent article about this. But most importantly, folks, before we go to the ad break, I want to preemptively thank you for reaching out and answering these questions. Would you want an electronic version of your, of your loved one returned to you in some way? Would that th make things easier? Would that make them more difficult? Do you believe that the idea of people falling in love with holograms and software is legit? Uh, is it something that you are skeptical of? Or do you think it's some sort of bio-bigotry? Uh, whatever it was that Blake Lemoyne called opinions about Lambda. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, folks. Like it or not, it seems that we're increasingly approaching a world where something like a ghost becomes reality. We'll pause here for a word from our sponsor, and then we're going further into the future. I'm excited about this one. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. All right, we're back, and uh, we're going to look to the skies, everybody. Just go ahead and pause, take a moment here, look up. If there's a ceiling there, well, you're, you're going to have to go outside, but if not, hopefully you're seeing, you know, just the infinite expanse that just keeps on going out wherever your eyes can see. And uh, here's the deal. There's a lot of stuff out there that's just flying around really stinking fast, almost inconceivably fast for the physics that we're aware of on this planet. Uh, Some of them are big. Some of them are really tiny. Some of them are just medium sized. But the ones that are big are dangerous. We've talked about it on this show before. Near Earth asteroids are one of the things that will eventually wipe out a bunch of life on earth as they just have in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It will yeah, happen. It's just math. It, it's, we know it. Uh, so all we can do is prepare as much as we possibly can in the event that we can see one of those things coming at us in advance and come up with a plan to take care of it before we are taken care of by it. So introducing dart also known as double asteroid redirection test. This is, according to NASA, its first planetary defense test mission. There's a Guardian article you can check out right now. It's titled NASA to crash $330 million spacecraft into asteroid to see if impact can alter course. You can check that out right now on the Guardian. There's also a ton of writing about this on space.com and really any other outlet. You can just type in DART asteroid, D-A-R-T asteroid. And what we're talking about here is going to occur in just a few days from when you're hearing this on September 26th at 7.14 p.m. Eastern Time. uh, You will be able to witness everything we're about to discuss. So here we go. DART is a spacecraft that was launched on November 24th, 2021. It was launched from a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket, and it has been traveling extremely fast towards its target. It's this thing called the Didymos, D-I-D-Y-M-O-S, Binary Asteroid System. It's about 6.7 million miles away from Earth. That's 11 million kilometers. And uh, Didymos is very interesting. It is a binary 
asteroid system. So you've got one primary asteroid that is just hurtling through space. And then around it, there is a smaller asteroid called Dimorphos, and it is orbiting this asteroid. Uh, it's really cool. And it's actually orbiting, with, if you're looking at it from Earth, so imagine the camera, if you're watching this, is Earth. Here is the larger asteroid. The smaller one is orbiting this way, so it's passing in front of the larger asteroid, which is very important because that's the only way that we on Earth, with our sensors and telescopes, can tell that it is, in fact, a binary asteroid system. Super cool, because you can actually watch the brightness of that main asteroid kind of get brighter and less bright as this thing is passing around. Mm -hmm. That's going to come into play in just a moment here. So what DART is going to do, you guys, is going to itself, and it currently is doing this, hurdle through space until it reaches that smaller asteroid, the one that's orbiting around the larger one, and it's Mm -hmm. going to literally slam itself into Dimorphos and it's a mission that Dart shall not return from. And whether or not it's aware of that, who knows it is, you know, robotic in nature. It's a program, Um, but it is going to slam into that thing. And then scientists are going to measure the brightness that we can observe from earth of the larger asteroid to see whether or not that kinetic impact was actually able to change the orbit of that smaller asteroid. Super cool stuff, in my opinion, guys, because it's a small, like first test of what we would do if there was a giant asteroid headed towards earth with, you know, there was going to be a collision with earth. Could we actually knock it off of its, uh, trajectory Mm -hmm. enough to save ourselves? Practice before you play it for money. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And Japan's doing something really interesting around this too. We should talk about. Sure. Go ahead. The Hayabusa 2. I don't know why I'm accidentally Japanese-themed in this week's Strange News, but the Hayabusa 2, it's a project from JAXA, the Japanese Space Exploration Agency, to bomb an asteroid, Mr. Show style, see if they can create a crater on it. Uh, Possible applications of that experiment, if successful, include uh, the future of mining, in space, uh, as well as the hope that eventually humans can figure out how to how to spin the cue ball uh, to get mm-hmm. the trick shots they want and avoid, you know, Earth getting smacked. Oh yeah. Now, apparently, apparently, a lot of videos of trick shots and stuff on the internet or on TikTok involve people in green screen suits carrying the balls around, and it's all absolute malarkey. Amazing. I mean, special there are effects. People who- do amazing trick shots and they're legit. Oh, and no doubt. If no doubt. You can see them in, in any town with a pool hall. There's there's going to be like one person, and they're weird about it too, man. Like they probably have their own uh, pool cue. I know I'm speaking to the crowd here because we've got some pool sharks in the audience. I bet. Uh, but have you ever like we have a place called the Independent, which is a pool hall by a local theater, and I love to go to the pool hall and play a few games before going to see a film. And I'm always impressed by these guys who come in with their little, like their little case, right? It's about maybe a foot and a half long and they open it up and they start screwing together thirds of this, uh, of this pool stick. Like they're going to kill the f-ing president with it or something. <laughs> they, brought, and, they bring their own chalk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they bring their own chalk. They're amazing. They're, yeah. Like, I'm sure they have nicknames like dead eye or the parent. <laughs> sure. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> the trick shots. Do. Can be faked, but there are a lot of people who legitimately do them. So maybe we should be asking them, NASA. That's a thought mm. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey guys, the pool cue thing just made me think of uh, from the story. Oh, about the kangaroos. I read a phrase that I'd never seen before in some of the reporting on that gel blasters. Do you guys know <sighs> what a gel blaster is? I saw that too. I saw that too. Lay it on us. It's a paintball gun. But the nomenclature gel blasters all over Australia. I'd never heard of it before. I uh, hadn't. I hadn't either. I thought it's such it, a, it's cooler a way phrase. cooler name. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> blast that gel. You know. Yeah, uh, man. Because uh, people blast. are apparently using gel blasters, uh, at least according to one source, they're using right. gel blasters to fight off the kangaroos. <laughs> okay. Well, in this case, we're using a three hundred thirty million dollar. Uh, it's not a satellite. It's a spacecraft. Uh, it looks like a satellite but it doesn't do any orbiting. It's just a shooting 
directly at an asteroid. One particularly cool thing with this is that there's a tiny little, I I guess it would kind of be a satellite. I guess it's another little spacecraft. It's going to get ejected or released from this DART spacecraft just before impact. And it's got sophisticated camera system on it where it's going to observe the impact so we can actually have a visualization of what's occurring. You can watch the plume of dust that comes out whenever they hit. And uh, that's one way we're going to look at it. The other way is, as I mentioned before, scientists on Earth are going to measure that uh, brightness and dimming that's going to occur on that main asteroid. Uh, and, And it's a huge deal, you guys. It really is a huge deal. There's so much preparation that has gone into this single test So much technology is going into this single spacecraft just to get it to be able to see the asteroid because it has to identify that small asteroid that, remember, is going, is orbiting around this other large asteroid and it is traveling at 3.8 miles per second. Think about that 3.8 miles per second. That thing is just zooming through the air, and then its onboard system has to identify the orbiting asteroid and calculate where the orbit is going to be as it is heading straight towards it and make a direct head-on impact. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. That's why it's $330 million, uh, because you got to figure all that stuff out. Um, And then I just keep thinking about in the future when we have seen some of these asteroids that are somewhat dangerous to Earth, because this one is not, by the way. This this asteroid is poses no danger to Earth. That's why they're testing it out here in this region of space. But when they do come, like we have to be prepared so far in advance. We're gonna need to have these things sitting around like nuclear missiles and silos all over the planet, just ready yeah. to launch. Like you know? arrows in a quiver. Yeah. yeah. It's scary, but it's also God, just to air the defense here. Uh, I know a lot of people will hear about something like this and think that it's a waste of money, right? That's just another boondoggle. But it's tough for it's tough for the people working on this project because nobody wants to be the person who, when the asteroid hits, says, ah, yeah, my bad. I uh, I just thought 330 million was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is to normal people, but not to governments. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to find ourselves in one of those don't look up situations where we are, as you said, Ben, testing out the tech on, you know, the day, the event day, right? right. Um, I'll just give you a quote that NASA wrote here on its website about DART. Quote, while no known asteroid larger than 140 meters in size, which is like the dangerous size, has a significant chance to hit Earth for the next 100 years, only about 40%, 40% of those asteroids, the dangerous ones, have been found as of October 2021. So, yep, 60%. 60% still hanging out, flying around, mm. could be dangerous, and we don't even know they're there. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And the technology, at least the technology that the public knows about regarding satellite destroyers, folks, that's, that's very impressive and it's very good to shoot little man-made things out of the sky, but it's not enough to stop uh, an asteroid. It would be like using a ping pong ball to try to stop a speeding car. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can hit it. It'll hit you right after. Yeah, exactly. You could even blow it up into a hundred pieces. And those pieces are still going to hit the planet and it's not good because the smaller. Oh, here, this is one of the last. I'm just read two more quotes here from the Guardian article Uh, just again to give you the scale and the danger here. The best known collision of an asteroid or, you know, a planetary body like that and the Earth occurred 66 million years ago when a 10 kilometer wide asteroid struck in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. That's the one that Ooh. killed about 75% of all life on Earth, including those dinos that we, we love to hang out with their fossils, um, 10 kilometers wide. So huge. And it impacted yeah. and killed 75% of the life on Earth. But not your ancestors, folks. Congratulations. Somehow we were like, eh, we're good. We're going to climb out of that primordial ooze, baby. Uh, but then <laughs> there's another one that's mentioned by the article 
that occurred in February 2013. We've mentioned this one on the show before. The diameter of this one was only 20 meters, and it didn't actually make impact with Earth. It exploded while it was flying through Earth's atmosphere, and it triggered a 400 kiloton blast, a huge blast, and it injured over 1,500 people. So just think about that. It was only 20 meters in diameter, and it caused some serious harm. There's a lot of space between those 20 meters and 10 kilometers, and (laughs) the things that are flying around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. It's an existential dread. Josh Clark would would be happy we're talking about this. He has a whole episode and show about this. Uh, I think before Josh got to his series, uh, The End of the World with Josh Clark, uh, we did a number of uh, videos and articles about really dreadful stuff. If you're scared of the asteroids right now, uh, well, you should be aware of them and you should hope these experiments work. But you should, uh, if you really want to be terrified, uh, look into gamma ray burst. There is nothing that can be done. If it happens, lights out. There's not even a way to anticipate that it will happen. You will just be there one moment, listening to a show like this, perhaps, and gone the next. So make it count. Yeah, make it count, everybody. <laughs> Fight those nihilism. kangaroos. Beware <laughs> of fine. the snapping tortoise. <laughs> you can order kangaroo meat online at places like fossilfarms.com. That was <laughs> that was for you, Noel. Uh, they're not they're not sponsoring this episode. Speaking of the end of the world or just cosmic. Sh- um, was it it where like the world is like there's the world tortoise or something like that? Like, yes, and then, and then there's also like disc world. Yes, that's another, the best like, one. Where, where the where the like the the world is a disc balanced on the back of a giant tortoise. Yeah, the, and an the elephant. Tor- uh, other uh, things. I think so. The tortoise is Maturin in the Stephen King universe, and there's a great rhyme there from the Dark Tower. Uh, it's like, see the turtle of enormous girth. On his shell, he holds the earth. Yada, 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 yada. There's one Stephen girthy King tortoise. Yada, yada, by the way. No, he didn't. Uh, but, but yeah, that's an old myth, uh, and I'm glad you brought it up, man. People have been trying to figure out the architecture of the heavens since before they called themselves people, with some successes. Um, with some successes. Oh. Here's to further successes, and Mm -hmm. hopefully the dart is successful, and you can watch it on September 26th, again, at around 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You Mm -hmm. can check out NASA's website to learn how to live stream it, because you can actually watch it live. NASA's doing a whole media day on it, and actually, I think a whole media week or something, where you can learn all about it. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. I want to watch. I'm down. I I hope NASA does good work. In the meantime, check out the James Webb Telescope, which is uh, making some amazing images of the deep ink. You know what? And when you're watching Dart, why not try a kangaroo burger? Why am I shilling for kangaroo meat all of a sudden? I think it just skipped lunch. But, uh, but Matt, thank you for bringing this story about the future of space and the future of humanity. It's, uh, it's strange to understand that such large things so far away could fundamentally change our lives. And we wouldn't even see them unless we did. And we shot a giant spacecraft at them or a tiny little one. Well, we built a $330 million pull stair. (laughs) Let's see if the trick shot works. And uh, let's see what you have to say about these stories, the future of romance and technology, animals that you have attacked or that have attacked you in the wild. Uh, Hopefully you're not out there in the woods just trying to start some stuff with uh, wild animals. But if that's your experience, tell us about it. We can't wait to hear it. Uh, we try to be easy to find online. Good luck with the turkeys, Boston. Boy, you'll need it. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can find us on YouTube with the handle Conspiracy Stuff on Instagram. We are Conspiracy Stuff Show. Hey, if you're listening to this and you haven't pre-ordered our book yet, we ask that you do, please. Would that be okay? Have you ever paid for one of these episodes? Oh, wait. No, you haven't because they're free. That's what's up. I'm just joking. I'm being silly. But really, like, if you want to support the show and you do enjoy it, pre-ordering our book is the best way to support us and the crew here that makes this show every day. So please do. 
Check out stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com to learn how to pre-order that book, as well as how to see us live when, starting October 11th, when the book comes out, we're going to be going on a couple of tour dates. So again, stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. Check it out. And uh, while you're checking stuff out, uh, statistically speaking, you're probably checking it out on your phone. Uh, Fun story. Uh, This may be familiar to the technophobes in the audience. Phones have a hidden function where you can pop in a series of numbers, like a special code, and you can speak to someone or you can leave a message into the void. We thought this was a nifty idea. It's a fad that might catch on. We want to get in on the ground floor, so why not join us? Give us a call, one eight three three stdwytk You'll hear a hopefully familiar message. You'll get a beep like so, beep, telling you you're in the right place. Uh, Give yourself a cool nickname. Uh, Tell us what's on your mind. Second most important thing, let us know if it's okay to use your voice and or message on this recording. And most importantly, don't censor yourself. Don't limit yourself. Don't feel like you need to call 17 times if three minutes won't work. Send us the full story. Write it out. Give us the links. Give us the pictures. Take us to the edge of the rabbit hole. All you have to do is send us a good old-fashioned email where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.